Welcome to Home of the Brave. I'm Scott Carrier. I've been holding off playing this show because it's not the type of thing I normally do, but I think now is the right time to let it out in the open. Unleash this beast upon the public. It's called Lick the Crickets by Larry Massett. We are crickets. We are crickets. From another planet. From another planet. And one of us is a wolf. One of us is a wolf. Wolf. But that's for another day. That's for another day. The important thing right now. The important thing right now is, is No, we come in peace. And to you, we say chirp. 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 We come in peace. We come in peace to help you make more efficient use of your resources. Land, water, minerals, all that. Silver mines, yes. Also, did you realize you could grow ten times your corn crop just by being a wee bit rational? We're not asking for thanks. Being rational is not your thing. Fine. But could you at least shake the lead out of your pants when we ask you to pitch in? It's not like you're busy. Believe it or not, napping all day and boozing and screwing each other's wives all night isn't busy. It's just decadent. To say nothing of your abominable abominations. You make us sick. Skunk on a stick. We come in friendship like older brothers or fathers and mothers or else you'll have to learn the hard way. Trust the Lord, his minions, us. At least the climate here in the highlands is passable. Once we've put in roses, stock the streams with trout, the woods with deer, do keep out, you'll never do. Wherever you go, order of skunk and poop. You do see the only difference between your resources and our resources is why. So why don't you get the F out of our way, out of the way now, so we can work miracles on your behalf? We're nearly getting royally annoyed. Alas, by this time most of the indigenous have succumbed to smallpox and bigpox and we're not doing so great ourselves, but with malaria, gout, boredom, roses, wilt, pianos, rust, endless rain, our children growing up speaking skunk poo. We come in peace, we fall to pieces. We come in peace, we fall to pieces. Now hand in hand with wandering steps and mumbling through the valley of regret. Drifters in the promised land. We come in peace. We come in peace. Peace. We really did come in peace. We didn't mean to burn your house down, kill your wives, rape your children, poison your spinach, eat your chicken salad and 
No. It just sort of happened. We didn't mean to shoot that bear. We weren't trying to shoot anything. It was after dinner, and Patty was showing off this monster gun. Uh, something gauge something or other. He said he'd won at the church raffle. He said. Patty was drunk. We all were. Thanksgiving, right? Likely we'd have forgotten about the gun fairly quick if the football game hadn't been such a disaster. Did you see that game? Just when it looks like the Boilers have a chance of winning. First time in 20 years. DiMaggio intercepts on the mixed 10-yard line, and fat and slow as he is, there's not a blessed thing between him and the end zone. So what does he do? Right then, at that very moment, he decides to have a frickin' heart attack, or a stroke, or something. Patty swears he saw the old tubalod slip on a banana peel. Patty's that drunk. Now, after this, the thing to do, logically, is for all of us to get way drunker. Seriously. As per normal, the women failed to grasp this line of reasoning. They set in sighing and clucking, and next thing you know, Granny's going to haul out a goddamn serenity prayer. Plus, the kids are pissed. It looks like somebody's put a foot through the TV screen, and now they can't watch their fucking game music videos. Hell, guys, let's go hunting, I say. I think it was me that said that. Everyone nods. Fine, yeah, sure, good idea. I mean, seeing it's a touch too windy for nude skydiving. Seeing between the six of us we have exactly the one gun. Last time I went hunting was with the Cub Scouts, and what we brought home was poison ivy. Patty's afraid of spiders. Fact. So let's go. We round up our hunting gear, bourbon, some warm clothes, whiskey, and some first aid, brandy, just in case. Pop the stuff in my pickup, and off we go. I may not know much about hunting, but I do know where the woods are, more or less. The woods look like hell this time of year. Scraggly, run down, like a bankrupt shopping mall. And cold? Good thing we brought warm clothes. Half hour of warm clothes, we begin to feel like a stroll. We skip down a bumpy trail, one of us singing, My heart's in the highlands, while someone else is singing, Ridi Pagliaccio, on top of Patty singing a Beatles medley. Hunting's not so bad. But now, Patty decides he needs to fire the gun. It's his gun. He fumbles with the shell, like he's never done this before, which, you know, maybe he hasn't, and manages to drop it on the ground a couple of times, so when he finally does jam it in, it's all cruddy with moss and twigs and stuff. I'm afraid it's going to blow up in his face, though to be sure, it's his gun. Then he heaves the barrel over his shoulder, muzzle pointing backwards. Aren't you supposed to aim when you pull the trigger? Is that not the essence of our sport? Patty does look dashing, though. He does. Belting out, I want to hold your hand while cradling his monster gun like he's burping a baby. Bam! It goes. The woods are very still. I can feel my heart. Then comes another sound, a big sound like... I don't know, somebody's stripping the gears on a dump truck. Or or what was that movie where the guy's axle gets tied to the gas pump so when he peels off, the whole freaking pump rips out? And on top of that noise, 
This roar like Simba rousting Tarzan. What the fuck? We look around. And here comes, right behind us, here comes a bear the size of a lighthouse. He's staggering out of the woods from where Paddy shot. He's shrieking World War III, Jesus! Where his mouth ought to be, he's got this bloody red hole. Jesus! It takes a minute to sink in. Incredible as it sounds, Paddy, without looking, has shot a damn bear. The Lord of the Northern Woods, in the mouth! This bear is every bit as furious as you'd expect. Shit! Bears are furious when they're in a good mood, never mind... And please, Jesus, he's coming for us, isn't he? Not all that fast, but we're all of us just shifting around, weak-kneed, like we're in a dream where you ought to run away from the monster, but you can't. You're so tired. So tired. Jesus, here he comes. Jesus, the bear is screaming, and every time he screams, bloody red bubbles foam out of his mouth hole. Fucking run, I yell, or somebody does. It takes a year to run back to the truck. We can't breathe, can't find the keys, the engine won't turn over. Then I forgot to switch the headlights on, so first thing I do is slam into a ditch. It takes a year and a half to climb out. It takes ten years to get back to the house. Ten years more to make it from the truck to the front door. Nobody says a word. Thank God. Nobody asks us how the hunt went. Nobody believes we were hunting anyway. Me and the wife go home, put the kids to bed. Lucy and I go to bed without talking. I hate the way the pillows smell like peppermint. I hate the way the moonlight trickles through the curtains. I hate lace curtains. Four in the morning. The walls are baby blue, which I also hate. Someone's left the sprinklers on again. I can hear them. So I get up, and I go to the front door, and... That bear is pacing up and down the sidewalk, bleeding in front of my house. My house? Bleeding? Oh, now, how the hell... Knows I see him. Knows very well. Wants me to see him. Red mouth bloody hole opening and shutting like talking. Back and forth, waving bare arms, making a speech. Look at me, man! This is what you are! This is how ugly you are! I never shot you. It was Patty's mistake. No mistake! All the same! You don't care! You're this bad! Ugly bad! Hey, that's not fair! What bad! Fool mommy, daddy, and when people die, hate brothers, sisters, friends, no friends, broke your mother's heart, wrecked your daddy's car, cheat, cheat school, cheat taxes, business, poker, pool, steal, steal, cheat wife, even cheat kids, cheat, cheat. Hey, cut it out, busted piggy bank last month so you could scrounge up a pack of cigs, then blame the babysitter. Fired the babysitter because you'd like to fuck the babysitter because your wife's like fucking a bathtub full of jello because your dick's the kiss of death. Bear gasps for air, bends over, 
spits out a tooth. Go away, I say. You're not here, I say. Night, you killed a man behind bus station. Blind man, broken glass, because you could. That's not true. Then you stick knife in kittens just to see true. Then imagine your Caligula kill them all. You schizo horse a raving god. True. Then you go to Thailand. Pretend business. Fuck little children. Then scared you sick. Pretend give a shit about God for a whole week. It's your fault the boat sank all. When they introduce you to Ronald Reagan, you do poop your pants. Cut it out. Heroin, cancer, constipation, shingles, procrastinate toothache, murder dribble the vampire, prostate bananas, ovary omelet. You got it all, man. Look, it's late. You can't be here when the kids wake up. They need to go to school. <laughs> I'm going with them. You aren't real. They can't see you. Oh, yeah, but they can see you, and I am you. Bad, ugly. One of these days, they'll look at you and see bear bad. That bear. Dawn is about to land. I could use a cup of coffee, really could. For just a second, I catch myself wondering if bears like... Wait a minute. What's it doing now? Sort of squatting down and... Oh, for heaven's sake, the bear's taking a crap on the lawn. That does it, I yell. No coffee for you. ever really paid attention to the crickets that live all around you? We hear them as background noise, like birds, or calls, or gunshots. Let's take a minute to pay attention for once to the crickets. Just listen to them. Sit still. Breathe quietly. Keep your attention on the crickets. Listen. And sooner or later, you'll realize, oh, wow, oh, wow, this is ungodly boring. Take a moment to locate the emergency exit situated in the ceiling right above your seat. At least that's where it's supposed to be. If you don't see it, maybe you're traveling in one of our newer models today, like the AX7R047 or the AX91B997. Or you might be traveling in one of our older models, perhaps the NBM3000 or the NMN100. If you seem to be traveling in an X6471V, it's recommended you get out now, while you still can. If the exit's not overhead, it's probably just to your right. Do you see anything that looks like a small bump in the wall, about the size of an old Indian head nickel? 
for those of you who remember what that is. Don't be alarmed if you don't see it. The exit could also be on your left. In that case, you won't be able to see it. But if you're within five feet, you should feel a wave of unjustified nostalgia. Like when you rent a beach house for a week on Martha's Vineyard, and when you first get there, you have this weird notion that maybe you've lived in the house before, during some previous lifetime. Like you already know where the bathrooms are without having to look. Even though you've never been to Martha's Vineyard before, and there isn't any such thing as reincarnation, That feeling, along with a sneaking suspicion that your inability to find the exit is the first sign of a galloping brain tumor? Do you know what the odds are you'll come down with a brain tumor in the next five minutes? (laughs) Ha ha. The same as the odds you'll be gored by a bull, that's what. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Indicating hysterical laughter, even though I am, obviously, a robot with no sense of humor. Okay, seriously now, you need to find the exit. You want to be near the exit in case of a fire or in case we crash or run out of fuel or the wheels fall off or in case we come under enemy fire. I don't have to tell you how often that happens. Do find the exit. Also, I wasn't going to tell you this, but... Our pilot has no more idea what he's doing than a bunny rabbit. A rabbit at least has a smidgen of common sense. You know what I'm saying? So find the goddamn exit. Chop, chop. Let's get on with it. Then we can talk about the terrorists. My next guest is a very special person. She's a vampire, a pedophile, a single mom, and a hunk of shit. Not only that, she invents clothespins. So let's have a big hand for Miss Mary Jean. Mary Jane. My goodness, you do have a big hand, Bob. And I loved eating your sister. So Mary, or may I call you Elizabeth Harding? Certainly. 
So, budgies above boarding, will you tell us how you got your start? Well, you know, when I was growing up, Bob, back in the Pleistocene... Oh, for heaven's sakes, I would have guessed the Middle Ages at most. Well, you've got your eyes shut, don't you? Or maybe you don't have any eyes. A real gentleman. That's why I get the big bucks. Anyway, in those days, a little girl wasn't supposed to dream of growing up to be a vampire. Which, maybe, that was all right. Or you could hope to be an old hag or a cripple or a leper or even a foreigner. But vampire, it simply wasn't done. And i got to tell you, Barry Bean, it's still not a common thing. You know, most girls now grew up to be the president of a small socialist republic on the fringes of Eastern Europe. Well, and if that's what they really want to do with their lives, that's okay. Some women are allergic to blood, so they say. And you know that some people just can't handle being immortal. I can understand that. If you're going to live forever, you really do have to get good at crossword puzzles. Right, right. I never thought of that. What's a four-letter word meaning incubate from left to right? Oh, I don't know. Give me a 36-letter word meaning if or iffy in the language of swans. Wow, not a clue. You see what I mean? Right, right. Now, Harry Screen, we've asked the audience to submit the questions they've always wanted to ask a vampire. So, do you want to give it a shot? Shoot, Bob. Okay. First question. Do you ever hang out with werewolves? We really don't mix, Bob. You don't see trolls palling around with hobgoblins either, if you know what I mean. Let's see. Um, Lonely in Iowa wants to know, is there a Santa Claus? All I can say is nobody's ever given me a bucket of blood for good behavior. Okay. Mr. H.J. Hinky from Colorado asks, what's the biggest number? Oh, 149. Maybe 149 and a half for vampires. What's the longest you've ever had to wait at an airport? Wait for what? Heck, Bob, if I wanted to fly somewhere, I could just turn into a bat. No security check there. Do lady vampires have periods? Not as a rule, Bob. Maybe a comma from time to time, or once in a blue moon, a semicolon. We're going to take a short break, folks. When we come back, we're going to get Mary Jean to show us one of her party tricks. She's going to lay an egg on top of the Eiffel Tower. No, no, Bob, on top of Mamie Eisenhower. We'll find out when we come back. I'll be back, all right. Coming back is what I do. But, Bob, as for you, in your case, don't count on it. Gee, guy can hope, can he? Hope don't put dinner on the table, jackass. You've been listening to Lick the Crickets by Larry Massett, with help from Erica Heilman, Mimi Harrison, Paul Kiernan, and me. This music is by a band from Romania. Larry can't remember the name of the band right now, but as soon as he does, I'll post it on our website, homebrave.com, so you can buy their albums. They should be very rich and famous. I wanted to play Lick the Crickets this week because following the news, I can't tell who to believe or who to trust. I feel like I don't know what's going on or why, and things are just going to get worse, and I can't do anything about it. In times like this, surrealistic poetry and Dada seem to make more sense than realism. I think Larry Massett's a radio genius, and I hope he can turn Lick the Crickets into a podcast. He's got a bunch of stories already finished. He just can't figure out how to make the podcast buttons work yet. In any event, 
Our website, again, is homebrave.com. And there are buttons there you can push to support this cause by donating, subscribing, or buying t-shirts, tote bags, and patches. I don't do advertising, mainly because I couldn't play this type of story if I was worried my sponsor might not like the idea that we've been conquered by crickets from another planet. So thanks for listening and supporting Home of the Brave. I couldn't do it without you.